Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to episode 22 of Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. Just to keep you in the comedy loop, I'll be at the basement in Winnipeg this Thursday, February 29th, and then I'll be playing Theater 1308 in Calgary on March 3rd, then Quebec on April 18th with the incredible Matt Wright. There's a link in the show notes. If you want to be at any of those. All right, on with the festivities. My guest today is a stand-up comedian who has been a semi-finalist in SiriusXM's Next Top Comic Competition on three separate occasions. In 2011, he became the co-host of the Shaw TV late-night talk show Week Thus Far, which ran for eight seasons. The very next year, he was the winner of Winnipeg's Funniest Person with a Day Job, a highly coveted title in the province. A couple of years after that, he became one of the hand-picked few who were asked to regularly host at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club. After that, he started performing stand-up comedy all over Canada and several countries overseas in both English and French, including the Comedy Nest in Montreal and the Absolute Comedy Club chain in Toronto, Ottawa, and Kingston, and so many more. He's been featured on CBC's Laugh Out Loud and Sirius XM Satellite Radio. He created and hosted several comedy rooms that helped showcase talent and foster the careers of countless comedians. He showcased for Just for Laughs and performed at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and the Odd Block Comedy Festival, and stand-up comedian and comedy producer Mike Green has this to say about him. Ball coach has a style where if he's in full flow and the crowd buys into the character, he is literally unbeatable. There's just so many layers and tags on every joke. Please welcome Ben Walker. Hi, Ben. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm I'm doing good. What a tire pump at the beginning here. What an intro. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It was it was fun looking into I did. everything. And yeah, the the week thus far, I had no idea it ran for so long. Yeah, eight seasons. I think I was there for the first four or five. Okay. But I think we broke up this I think we broke up the seasons, you know, uh it wasn't like a September to May. You know, it wasn't like eight years. I think it was eight seasons, but not eight eight I, years. I see. Okay. Every season was like two and a half weeks, is what you're saying. Every episode was a season. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. We're on our 45th season. Yeah. This thing just keeps getting renewed. We're so excited. <laughs> so you and I, um, we kind of go way back when, mm-hmm. when you were hosting at rumors comedy club, I was, I was also like working at rumors comedy club. And so we've, we've kind of known each other just for a very, very long time. It's hard to pinpoint exactly when we first met because we both kind of were in that Winnipeg comedy scene uh, right around that same time in the beginning. But you you kind of, do you have your origins elsewhere, right? You were you were born and raised in Saskatchewan? Yeah, born and raised uh, in Saskatchewan. And then I moved to Winnipeg in my mid-20s. And then I started comedy. I did an open mic night at Rumors when I was, you know, late 20s. Killed. And I'm like, oh, this is so easy. And then I went up, <laughs> I went, like, oh, I got some good feedback. You know, you're, you have a couple of friends in the audience. You had a couple of drinks. Uh, yeah. You know, I probably did three and a half minutes. You don't know what you're doing, right? Like no. you're just telling some jokes. And then you got some good feedback. And comments afterwards, hey, good job. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not no sweat. And then uh, a month later, I signed up for the open mic again. It was on Mondays at the time. I think it was Jason Beck. Another yes. Monday comment. Yeah, I remember it. Yep. And then the second time I went up uh, a month later, all the material, I didn't know I used to be honing, you know, the kind of the five that you had, right? Yeah. So I, I got to do all new stuff. 
Uh, and I remember going up there, uh, you know, my second time and just absolutely just doing terrible, just bombing. And I could hear somebody <laughs> in the audience, uh, I just heard somebody in the audience go, next comic, please. I was like, oh, out. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess, and then, yeah. And then, and then I retired for a, a couple of years or whatever you want to call it. You know, I took a hiatus. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Then, then I started again, you know, late, uh, 2009 at the, the King's Head, there was, a. An yeah. open mic, I believe, there. And that's where I met Mike Green. So we kind of started at the same time. So that's what I would say earnestly started was uh, late 2009 in uh, in Winnipeg. Okay, so you do have your origin, your comedy origins then in Winnipeg. That That's, yeah. that's nice to hear. I had no idea that after that one bad show that you took a couple years off. That's really interesting. Well, yeah, because, you know, I've always enjoyed sound comedy, uh, you know, you know, as a kid, um, you know, renting Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, VHSs. Uh, yes. Even though, even though I'm 25, I had VHSs. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, then uh, I'm like, okay, if I think I'm funny, I, I just want to try it. You know, I've been to a few shows, and then you know, I tried it, and it was fun. And then again, but I had no friends or family or no, no window or just you know, no knowledge of stand-up comedy at all, aside from what I've watched, right? You know, on on TV or yeah, you know. It was, you know before you see, you know, there's no Instagram, there's, you know, there's no clips, right? So it's just what I saw, the specials or just for last on Comedy Central. Um, yeah, so it's funny that the second time, yeah, the next comic, please. And I remember I brought a date there that night, too. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, so I mean, it, what I, it was what it was. You know, I, you know, I, first of all, I hate that expression. Sorry about that. Delete this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go back. We'll edit that out. You what, what, what would you prefer to say instead of it was what it was? You know, it happened, right? Yeah. It, it, Come on, it, that's it, way it better. Sure. Yeah, it, sure. It, 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 it happened. Yeah. So then at that point, I was like, hey, you know, I, I guess this isn't for me. You know, I guess uh, I tried it, <laughs> had my fun. And then, yeah, but you know how it is. And, that, you know, I tried it again. And then you get hooked. And I just, you know, enjoy, you know, enjoy making, enjoy making people laugh, you know, now, now getting, you know, getting paid for it. Yeah. That's also very helpful, the getting paid for part yeah. of it. But what, I wonder if it helped, like when you, kind of kicked back up in late 2009 you you said you were doing comedy and hanging out with Mike Green more was it more helpful doing it with somebody else you mentioned not having a community before everyone bombs so like yeah is it is it easier bombing when you have a community around you well I think I was very like you know myself I don't want to speak on behalf of the others but I think we were like I can speak you know my own experience I think it was very beneficial to start when I did with a lot of like other good comics who have, you know, since I've gone on to do great things in the country, you know, like Mike Green, Jordan Wellwood, Matt Nightingale, uh, yeah. Ryan Ash, um, list goes on, uh, Tyler Penner, uh, you know, Dan Verville. So like a lot of us, even though he started a bit before, but a lot of us started within maybe six, uh, you know, six months to a year of each other. So we all kind of yeah. just, and Ryan Ash, you know, we we're all just there together. Uh, you know, we, we had to start the rooms ourselves, some of the rooms ourselves, but there wasn't an existing room, but you know, when John B. Duff had the had the cavern, so that's kind of where we uh, started. I guess on Sunday and then the Thursday, and then we had then I started a Wednesday show, then we had the university show, King said show. So yeah, so I, I was just very fortunate to come up when I did, um, just to kind of I don't want to say build the scene, but you know, I think we did in a in a sense. You know, I, I would. Uh, I'm going to agree. I, it was that class of comedians in Winnipeg that kind of started exactly exactly when you started, late 2009. Uh, that next five years was instrumental in building the Winnipeg comedy scene. I've told the story on my show before, but when I left, I left Winnipeg. My wife and I moved um, to BC and then Ontario, and it was right around 2009 when we had left. Uh, and that's around that time I started reading an article about 
the Winnipeg comedy scene picking up and like gaining momentum and gaining speed and all this kind of stuff. And it was it was all these rooms that you're talking about right now that really kicked it into overdrive. Because you had you had Rumors Comedy Club, which is this phenomenal yeah. comedy club, just like honestly one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country, and they were holding the weight of everything. And you know they have a host, they have some guest spots, but and headliners that they bring in. But how else are people supposed to get up? And then all these rooms started. And to Tyler's credit, he was so encouraging. Tyler, the the owner of Rumors Comedy Club, of of these rooms when he took over Rumors, and and it just it helped everything blossom. Oh, for sure. And, you know, just having rumors, you know, like the Bonafide Comedy Club in Canada, you know, one of the top mm-hmm. in North America, just to have that, to set your sights, your goals on that. And people say what they want. Oh, I don't want to be a club comic, this and that. It's like, you want to be, a, you want yeah, to be rumors. Do. Like, yes. end, 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 end of story. Like that, I should say, you know, everybody does, but I would say the majority of your comic, I would think rumors, it should be on your, on your to-do list. A hundred percent. No, and he was very supportive. I mean, you had the Winnipeg, you know, the the funnest person of the day job, you know, competition. So it's just those steps you take. And then again, the goal is to eventually work out rumors, you know, it takes time, you know, and I, but I appreciated how there's no shortcuts. Like you had, you had to earn it, you know, which I look back, you know, and, and I appreciate just the comics that you get to work with that rumors too, just to, just to learn from. Yeah. Like you see, you know, the, the, who they book, you know, we saw Mark Norman, Joe List, you know, Dan Soder, you know, Charlie Murphy, the list goes on, right? Who you get to, Nate Bargatze, right? Just yeah. Rory Scoville, who you've got to see and work with, Sam Morrill, just, yeah, the list, like I said, the list goes on. So it, it made me a better comic knowing you want to do a good job, like for that crowd, right? Because they have high, the, the Winnipeg crowds are very high expectations, which I also very, do appreciate. Yeah. And then we go elsewhere in the country. I, I just find that, uh, you know, uh, cutting my teeth, you know, um, in Winnipeg has been very, like very helpful. And we yeah. talk about this all the time with the other, you know, Winnipeg comics that so fortunate to, to start where and when we did. It's a very special city to start comedy. And like you, you mentioned, Nate yeah. Bargatze, I, I hosted when Nate Bargatze was headlining the club. Like to think back to that memory now, seeing how big Nate is, I gave Nate a note on one of his jokes, he didn't use it to his credit, but um, <laughs> I, I I cringe thinking back to that now. But at the time, he was just he was a headliner going through the circuit. But yeah. I would have never got a chance, you know, to work with someone like Nate if I maybe if I would have grown up in a different city. I know Calgary does this too; they bring in really high caliber acts from all over the place. But it's it's a really cool place to start comedy, and yeah. it's an unsuspecting place to start. People wouldn't necessarily think it's a great place to do it, but it really, really is. And I could talk with it, you about this for a long time, but uh, I'm getting interrupted here by our very first ghost. So hang tight here. Okay. I am the ghost of comedy past. Today I take you to the day you got your comedy nickname. Oh, all right. Okay. So for the people who don't know, what's your comedy nickname? Old Ball Coach. The Old Ball Coach. How'd you get that? Well, I mean, I, I could. I really want to dress up how I got it. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's, it's short and sweet. I, probably, I could make it shorter than what I'm about to make it as I <laughs> keep delaying explaining how I got it right the now. Inevitable. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I've had white hair since I was 22. Uh, like my, my hair's been, you know, going white. Like Steve Martin, yeah, yeah, Steve. So I was since twenty-two. Always kind of had that older vibe. And then I used to coach uh, grade eight. So at my high school, we had it was grade eight to grade twelve, like in Saskatchewan. It's normally grade nine to grade twelve. We had grade eight to grade twelve. 
you know, they have a basketball team, they play against the other elementary schools. I, uh, so a friend and I, uh, we were coaching, I think I was in first university at the time. So we were coaching the grade eight basketball team, like my old high school. Made the city finals. No thanks to me. I mean, it was just our team. Because we had all grade eights playing against like grade sixes. So let's just be clear. <laughs> it was the it was the coaching that set you apart, though. Yeah. 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 No, we our guys were, yeah. We, this is more developed. We had all the grade eights. Uh, <laughs> so then, so then, yeah, so these kids are 14. You know, I'm probably 18 or 19 at the time. And then fast forward about, uh, you know, five years. We're at, uh, at a pub in Regina. And I haven't seen, again, I haven't seen these kids in, you know, five years. Yeah. But they're all now drinking age. So then we're at this pub, uh, me and some friends, you know, I've had a few drinks and then it's almost last call, uh, or was last call. And so there's more beer and I see, then I see like my old team and it's Regina. So it's, it's kind of nice. Everybody kind of, you grew up with the same people and you kind of just hang out. So it's like, it was kind of nice yeah. to see the team, like the team, like, you know, four of the members of the team just hanging out. And so I had a, I had a plank glass and then, uh, one of them had a pitcher and I hadn't talked to these kids in five years. And all I said was, <laughs> Hey. Why don't you top off the old coach? And then, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then my friends, and then my friends heard that, and then they just started calling me the old ball coach from that. That is incredible. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's just so because my friends heard that, and then yeah, so then it just when I was like twenty five, that's kind of when the name was born, and then yeah, everyone just calls me, everyone just calls me coach or OBC. And yeah, I guess with the hair, yeah, it just fits. And it's not like I'm making it. You know, I'm not like, hey, call me this. That is what people call, you know, that's what they call me. Well, they called you coach because you were a coach. But again, that was just a position I held, a title. <laughs> my friends, my friends who overheard me say this, they coined the nickname. So I'd that's like to be fair. clear. That's fair. It's a gray area who, like my hair, it's a gray area. Hey, oh, all right. High five in the ghost. Uh, yeah. I, I, you can't, you can't high five an apparition. That's not the way it works. Uh, I don't know why I decided to get like really like judgmental about the, who came up with it first. I have no actual. No, 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 Matt, that is, no, that is, that is completely fair. I, again, I, I'm locked and loaded with my response when people bring it up that, uh, you know. You've had this conversation before. No, and now I'll defend yeah. you because what you did is you made a joke and the joke caught on and became a nickname. That's what happened. Again, it was just funny to me because I haven't talked to these kids since like end of the season five years ago. And then that's the first thing uh, you know, I said to them. I love that. I've, I've never actually heard that story. So that's, I'm really pleased yeah. that you told that story because I don't, didn't actually know. Yeah. Do you hear those bells in the background, my friend? Uh, I do. The bells are chiming and they toll for thee. I hear what's going on here. What's happening? I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. How do you get booked on shows? That's such Ooh. a generic question, but yeah, that's so... interesting. Is it is it more word of mouth? Are you like reaching out to people? How, how does someone listening who wants to get booked on more shows, how does this happen? How do you do it? Yeah, for, I mean, it depends. I guess it depends where you're at in your, you know, air quote, like career. I don't mean that like pejoratively. It just, you know, it depends where, you, where you're at, right? Yeah. So if you're looking at getting booked on indie shows or, you know, local shows or booked at clubs, I think it's a little bit different. Um, so for indie shows, for example, you want to, you know, you want to get booked on these pop-up shows. Best thing is hit up the open mic, see where the producers are, um, you know, just grind. You know, just keep grinding. Be funny, and then and and then just ask. If you don't ask, you can't. You know, and be ready. You know, when you when you ask, right? Wow. Like you know, like hey, I think I have, or else sometimes the producer might ask you, right? So I think it's just it's just showing up and and you know being present, uh, sort of like the ghost, right? It's just it's just being present. Pun <laughs> intended. <laughs> uh, no, it's just about it's just, it's just about showing up the shows and, and and doing well. And I, I like to think that producers will notice that because you know. 
if I'm producing a show, like I want to have the, I want to put on a good show. Right. So if I see someone is, and I've, we've all been there, we've all been new. Right. Yeah. We've all tried to get booked on shows or how do I get on this? How do I get on that? Um, and it can be tough at the beginning. Like, you know, I, I know that it's, it's, it's hard. Um, so I would just say if you're, depends on what level you're at, but start hitting the open mics, see what, you know, meet producers, if you see any shows going on, maybe show up to that show, even if you're not on it and say, Hey, how do I get on the next one? I was going to say, if I'm hearing you right, you're saying with those indie shows, it's really about relationships. It can It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, but yeah, like best friends, but just, you know, let them, they have to know who you are and they have to have seen you and then know that you'd possibly be an asset, you know, on, yeah. on the show they're putting on. Yeah. It helps yeah. be friendly, you know, sure. <laughs> at minimum, be, at minimum, be civil. At minimum, be civil. That should be a rule no matter yeah. what. And also it works yeah, for comedy. Like okay. So yeah. those are for the indie and pop-up shows. What about, uh, what about, yeah, like you were saying, the comedy clubs. So the clubs, yeah, like, I guess just from my experience, just, you know, with Winnipeg, it was, you know, you do the indie rooms, you do the Winnipeg's funniest person, the day job. So you bring some friends out, right? Uh, the club owner's there. You know, you do well enough, then you get invited back for guests. You know, you get back for guest spots, or maybe you email the club, ask for guest spots. But it's just about they have to know who you are. Maybe they have seen you. Like again, the competition is always a good a good place to start. It doesn't cost you anything except your dignity, having to sell t- tickets, which is fine. <laughs> no, which is right. fine. I've done it. You know, which which is that's just that's just what it is. Yeah. Like it's um, when you first start. Like I don't make any bones about that. Like yeah, I brought out friends. Like that's just it helps the show and it kind of helps me. Um, you get a guest spot, uh, maybe that turns into a longer feature spot, and then maybe the hosting, and then kind of develop that relationship, you know, with the club, and then you're kind of on the roster or, or you know, kind of like a regular. And yeah, then, so for you... Yeah, I might have gone something like this, like, wow, Ben, you are killing it. When can I headline you? I think that's what happened. <laughs> that's, yeah, I remember it. I was in the room. <laughs> yeah, it was my first time hosting. So, wow, why aren't you headlining? I think that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. If, if you're in the industry, if you're doing well, if you're making those friendships and those relationships and you're hanging around, you're not being a jerk, people, they're going to want to help you as well. They're going to they're gonna yeah. meet you where you are because they want to develop talent. At least a lot of them do as well. No, and it's true. And again, just because you don't have like... And they can tell that you're working towards that's right you know you will you will get that hour you, you know it's just you haven't had the time yet but like you're on the trajectory to to get there right so then i remember the first time i headlined you know it was a tuesday wednesday that's what i requested i looked like you want the weekend i'm like no no no, no. give me the no, tuesday no, wednesday. no 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 yeah you want a week no no, no just a tuesday no but the tuesday wednesday would be great so i you know first time headlining because i'd run shows and like develop relationships you know with audience members who also become friends too right just by showing up to the, to, you know, week in, week out. Um, yeah. So I sold out the, you know, I sold out, it was sold out the, the, you know, the Tuesday. It was fine. Looking back, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it was kind of like the performance was, you know, if it's stilted as you, you know, you're just trying to go through your whole set list. Right. And in order. Yes. And again, just being, you know, at rumors, I mean, we could, I, I don't mind turning this into a rumors comedy club tire pump, but just having that, having rumors in your corner uh, or just knowing headline rumors or, Rumor sends out an email on behalf of you, you know, on behalf of, you know, for you. Mm-hmm. That just holds so much. That just, that, that holds a lot of weight. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, I always appreciate it. We you know what, what Tyler's done and, you know, Tyler needs anything, you know, like, Hey, can you come and how would do this? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. We never turn down uh, like a spot there or, you know, I always want to perform. Yeah. And right. I would say the same thing goes for, for other clubs too. If, if a club owner is asking you, Hey, you want to pop in and do a spot, want to do a thing. Take the opportunity if you're serious about it and uh, and yeah. go for it because it's it's only going to lead to more. And sorry, getting cut off here. Final ghost, my friend. Uh-oh, okay. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. 
next joke you're working on. Okay. Sounded foreboding, but it's very practical. What's the next joke you're working on? First of all, I want to say this, but you have this one joke and it's so flippant funny. I'm going to get it wrong here. It's about when you started dating uh, later in life as you were getting older about like... Why don't you, can you just do it? Just do it for me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Can you do the joke? It's part of my dating chunk that hasn't, uh, that, I mean, whatever. It's, no, it's about, yeah, it's when going out with someone, you know, in your late 30s, early 40s. First of all, like, are you single? Like, you know, am I single at 40? No, I'm alone, right? There's a difference uh, at this age. So that's all part and parcel. But the joke, the joke is I like dating more in my late 30s, early 40s because there's no time wasting anymore, right? There's no beating around the bush. Like, you don't, Nobody wait like either party. We just don't waste time. If you get the tough questions right away, so the one time, yeah, the one woman's like, "Hey, like, too like nice guy, like put together, like how come you're single?" She's like, "Why have you never been married? Like, why have you never married?" I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's for you to find out." And then, uh, <laughs> that's so and then sometimes, yeah, sometimes I tag. Sometimes I get to laugh. Sometimes does it. It's a little game I like to call capture the red flag. Good luck, but. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Like, sometimes so, it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, but I yeah. I love it. I think that's brilliant. So okay. So then Thank tell you. me what's as as our our time is winding down. We have less than ten yeah. minutes left. What's what's your what's the next joke you're working on? See, this is actually I'm working. Like I, it's one of those where is this is this is this a joke or is this a thought? You know, and it's funny because you know something might come out of it, but a lot of my jokes like either come from real or fake life experience. You know, you know, sure, horrible sure. life experience. As opposed to the abstract thought, but this one joke I've been working on for, for you know, I would thought I thought of this for years and I was trying to get this out now. It's uh, you know I like watching you know TV procedurals, you know, like say you know uh, like CSI stuff? and stuff like that, like CSI or like Jack Ryan or yeah yeah you know nothing too heavy, but, you know something just enough to you know political just enough that it makes it feel like I'm you know I'm in the know or you know, something <laughs> <Right>. like that <laughs> yeah. or like True Detective something like that yeah and, okay but these shows are just unbelievable to me because you know there'll be some sort of grisly crime in some, or jack reed right there'll be some grisly crime in a in a small town like a one sheriff town yeah and then the fbi rolls in they're like hey this is like an fbi crime scene now like you know like we'll take it from here and the local cops are always like no wait a minute this is like our town like we'll all handle it like who why wouldn't you like you don't have the tools for this like why wouldn't you <laughs> Yeah, it's all yours, FBI. I'm going to go home let me know when it's done. You know, why are these small town cops always fighting for more work? Like, it's just not, it's not believable. To, it's not believable to me. And then I'm trying to relate to like, you know, another job. It's like, hey, like corporate's coming in. They're going to do all your work. You're still getting, I'm still getting paid though. Yeah. yeah. And then when they're done, you're going to go back to, let's go back to work. Okay. Like, <laughs> sounds great. So, What's the downside yeah, here? No, no, no. This yeah. is my jurisdiction. I'm filing this paperwork. Yeah. That's oh, right. you're, you're eating. You know, my ticket. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, so I just don't know where the joke. Yeah, I just don't know where the joke. I don't know how to bring it up in a set. Yeah, so that's kind of the joke I'm working on. I think that's great. I thank you. Yeah, I, I think there's something there. I just don't have. If it isn't, if it is an ego thing that these small town cops are going for, uh, you know, I'm just thinking back to what you were talking about earlier uh, about just working your way up and paying your dues. There's just something about stand up comics that 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 <laughs> a good stand up comics where that ego gets worn away. You don't have that same kind of uh, mentality that some of these people that are trying to work their way up do. No, I know. Like, honestly, sometimes, you know, I'll do a show and it's like, uh, I'm supposed to do a 45. And I'm like, hey, 
can you just do 40 tonight yeah absolutely like don't worry about it you that know sounds incredible yeah same pay yeah uh, yeah not a problem i'll be honest i had five minutes that wasn't that good anyway so i was yeah, gonna I was, I'll, I'll, I'll take that well, out and i go i assure you i'll be off on 40 like on the nose you <laughs> yeah, know that's I, right maybe 39 if i'm feeling cheeky yeah no but 3901 counts hey that counts in the <laughs> that, that counts in the 40th minute we round up here we round up well i don't know i sorry I, I don't even recall we did this show you i think it was you myself verville and carmen okay a few years probably like several years ago and i was i think i just started hosting at rumors i, I don't know if i even started hosting there yet it was like and uh and it was it was Dave Wheeler, one of those uh, radio hosts who was the uh, MCing. So I thought I was only doing like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then we get there and it was like 345. Remember, it was like me, you, Verbal, each doing 45. I think it was an intermission. Oh my word. That's right. So, and you killed it. You know, I remember you, you killed it. I'm like, I can't, like, that's a testament to your ability because after like, you know, two hour show and you have to go up there and do still do 45, right? <laughs> uh, but I just, I just remember, I was like, and then I, I recall it. I get there, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll cruise for those 15 minutes. And then, you know, I find out half an hour before the show, okay, uh, the, the radio host is doing five. And then, Ben, you're up for 45. I remember you were timing me. I think I did, you know, 41 or 42. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. The last thing I need to ask you, my friend, is what have you learned from these ghosts? They didn't bring you on this journey by accident. What was the lesson you learned going from past, present to future? I mean, you know, I've learned, uh, you know, just enough time in comedy. I mean, it's still, you know, a dozen years in, you know, just keep writing jokes and just, just keep, you know, just try to enjoy it as much as possible. Mm. You know, cause I've, I don't, maybe you have, I've gone through those moments where you're like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, whatever I'm questioning, you know, I don't want to do a show or, you know, which is hopefully it doesn't happen you know, very often. I always just check myself right away. It's like, Hey man, no one's forcing you to do this. Right. Yeah. And there's lots of people who would want to be in your shoes. So like, I, I've tried to be more, internally grateful uh for the opportunities that you know you know you know that been presented to me or you know afforded to me you're not the first comic on this podcast to say that they they want to feel more grateful for their job i think it's i think it is a really special job and to feel grateful for it i think is a is a beautiful lesson uh, something that i picked up on was just how community oriented you are like in the beginning you started off kind of by yourself and then you found that community of comics in late 2009 in Winnipeg and you started kind of building your career from there. And then you almost immediately started trying to do that for other comedians. You started rooms. You were always have been a champion for other comedians. And then even when you talk about how to get spots, how to get more work, your initial instinct is hang around people, be around there, be nice, be kind, be supportive, let them know who you are. Build those kind of friendships, not necessarily have to be all deep friendships, but, you know, build those connections and your work will come from there. And it'd be funny, man. It'd be funny. It'd be funny. Let's be, let's be real. You're, (laughs) you're, you wouldn't still be in the industry if you're not funny, but I think that's, this is something that makes, I think that in my mind, at least separates uh, you a little bit from the pack is how deeply concerned you are with your friends. Your heart goes out to the comedy community and to your fellow comedians. And I think that's really, really special. No, I appreciate, no, I appreciate that. And I like to think that is, it, don't get me wrong, I'm not completely altruistic. Obviously a lot of this is for me, right? Yeah. I mean, comedy is a established <laughs> pursuit, but just- You're by yourself on that stage. You know, I'm sure I've been a hypocrite here and there, but by and large, I'm, I'm you know, I'm more of a believer in rising tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah. How do people find you, Ben? How do people find you? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, website? Instagram. I follow me on Instagram. I'm I'm one of the worst. Uh, I'm one of the worst social medias, which is fine. I, I got to get over myself and do better at that. Um, so OBC Comedy 
is where you can find me on Instagram. Perfect. Ben Walker Comedy, uh, my website. You can see the upcoming shows in 2019. And uh, just in case <laughs> the ghost of comedy past is uh, wanting to hit, hit up one of my shows in 2019, there he, there he goes. And then fa- you know, and Facebook, mostly like, yeah, Instagram, I suppose. And then you can catch me mostly at Absolutes, Ottawa, Toronto. I'm going to do another comedy desk this uh, weekend. And I'm looking to come back to Winnipeg. Yeah, talk to, you know, Tyler, rumors there. And hopefully... You know, I'll ask him, you know, maybe for something. Uh, so if you're listening, Tyler, uh, no, I'll be available uh, all of June. <laughs> no, <laughs> give me a June residency. No, I'll uh, yeah, maybe try to come back in the spring, you know, visit some friends and, uh, you know, do some comedy. Oh, man, I look forward to you coming back. Uh, it's it's always great seeing you. It's uh, always great being yeah, on the well. same show as you. You elevate the show. You're hilarious. Man, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, this was so much fun. Oh, thanks, man. This is a, yeah, this is a blast. Uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me. I had a really good time. Nice, nice catching up. It was my pleasure. Yes, once again, thank you to my wonderful guest, Mr. Ben Walker. Thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And thank you, most of all, to you, my wonderful listeners. Thank you for the ratings. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for sharing this podcast with all your friends. It really does go a long way to get the word out there. Hey, I'm Matt Falk. Until next time, God bless us, everyone.